now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 493rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful, as always, co-host. We've got the fluffiest Whimsicott. Hi, everyone. And we've got uh, Linian. Hello. Hopefully isn't jet-lagged. I I got some sleep. We're good. It was only an hour okay. off anyway. Okay. That's not bad, actually. That's Fair. not bad. All right, so... We're here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. We talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. Uh, yeah, I think that's my spiel. Uh, <laughs> today we've got some fun stuff to talk about. I don't know what you guys have been up to lately, if anything, um, other than maybe like snapping pictures. But Well, I, I, I do have a confession to make. Oh. I, I have cheated you i was on another podcast oh i heard about this yes yes <laughs> yeah there's this new podcast called gatas nechemo and the mm-hmm. host uh, was nice enough to want to interview me on his show and it's like i like it i i love it it's a show about the relationship of people in the lgbt plus community with pokemon Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed being on it. If you want to like check out my interview, you can. It's fun. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I I I did talk a lot, but is anyone surprised? Gosh, Wims, no. you talked a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm shocked and appalled, even. Right? Yeah. So That's out of not character. like me at all. <laughs> so out of character. Uh yeah. Uh, definitely go check that out. Any, what about you, Linian? Anything fun, exciting with you? I, well, I mean, plenty of things, but not, the only real, there were two Pokemon things. I, I got a picture of every Pokemon in Snap. I've got that. Ooh. I don't have each rarity because I'm not a maniac. Shark. Mm. Joe Merrick. <laughs> uh, Joe Merrick, like, went be up and beyond, by the way. He's like, he's like trying to do every single interaction. Yeah, that man is a, is a madman. But that's his job, kind of. So. Yeah. Kind of. It's it's impressive because they keep finding more, and I'm like, wow, they really put a lot in here. Mm-mm. No Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap is legitimately a buffet. Yeah, it is. It is great. I like. You will not be like, man, I've wasted sixty dollars here. I don't think you'd feel that way if you bought new Pokemon Snap. I w- I would say as long as it's a, a genre that you can deal with, then you I would agree. But if there's some people who are just not going to like the gameplay, but that's true of any game. Yeah. Yes. The the other thing is this week I uh I went to build a bear. Oh. Oh man. Kind of on a whim and it turns out they had a score bunny. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Do they have the other ones or just score bunny? So score bunny was really new. Like it had only been out for like a weekish. Maybe a okay. little more, maybe a little less somewhere around there. So there were score bunny, pikachu, Eevee, but it looks like the other galar starters were coming soon. Cool. Looks like Score Bunny was just the first. I've paid like some attention. I don't know. I so like I I went and I got like when Pokemon first came, I went and got the Build a Bear Pikachu. Mm-hmm. 
a few years ago, and it's okay. I don't know. I'd much rather just buy the plush from Pokemon. So I, maybe, but maybe that's just me, like being a purist, like a horrible, horrible purist. I'm actually really impressed with just like the quality of it. It's really it's good. It's good. It's incredibly well made. It, the proportions on it are great. If I had a small child, it looks about the size you would want for a little kid to be able to hold it at night. Uh, where yeah. the Pokemon Center ones are just a little... I think they're a little small for something like that. No, they they totally are. And also, <laughs> I could buy, like, this little... And I did, because it's hilarious. There's, like, a little voice chip thing that you can put in it. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it has five of the anime Score Bunny voice clips recorded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, you, could, you could also get the Build-A-Bear heart and kiss it. I did. Uh, I did the whole <laughs> heart ceremony, because uh, I am not a callous callous soul oh that's too good that was a good day uh, <laughs> hmm, sounds like it yeah that's fun i haven't done any i i only went once for the pikachu and like every once in a while they'll put something else up and then i just think to myself i'm like uh, i could just buy the plush and i'll be happy and yeah that's more for me though i'm not like being like oh, i'm gonna buy this for my kid or something i think it's a fun experience to do once mm-hmm I don't know that I need to like watch a uh, watch a score bunny or an EV get inflated by stuffing or anything right now. Why would you say it like that? Yeah, that is what happens. Uh, <laughs> but myself, I've been getting super excited. I've been getting every all the pieces together to start doing like a uh, full like one hundred percent Gen One run. Hmm. And this is probably something I've been the most excited about in my entire life. I or in like a very long time, like at least I am very excited for doing this. Like. From both just, like, doing it as a Pokemon fan to also doing it as, like, in terms of content. Because, like, the thing that I get really upset with with being, like, um, I think a good example of this is why I still haven't played Mystery Dungeon Explores the Sky. Mm-hmm. Because I think to myself, oh, I need to save it for content. And then I yeah. think to myself, well, playing Mystery Dungeon is a lot of fun, but I like to just do it, like, while I'm in bed. Mm-mm-mm. You know? But if I play it in bed, then I'm people are missing out on it when I'm making content. Yeah. And this is this is such a big project. That I'm just like, well, there's no way I can do all of it on camera or, or like on podcast or anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, I can like use Twitter maybe <laughs> for the first no. time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I could like post updates there and I can just do it off camera. And like when big moments happen, take the picture and like send it out to everybody else. That's cute. I'll let them know what happened. I'm very excited. Um, I bought like an extra copy of Pokemon Blue to start it on because I didn't want to lose my OG Blue save. Oh, of course. Or like right at the, mm-hmm, I don't know, like mm-hmm, sentimental mm-hmm. reasons. It's a very bad sentimental, like, I don't know. I, I don't get sentimental over a lot of things, but that's like the one thing where it's just like, mm, I don't want to overwrite my blue save, even though I can like back it up on my computer and everything, which I have done. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not going to erase it. I, I don't want to risk it. I would never do that. I understand that yeah. perfectly. Yeah, I'm just, I'm very, yeah, I, I'm very emotionally attached to that save. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. But the idea is, like, more than just playing, like, through Pokemon Blue and, like, doing living decks in Gen 1, like, I also want to try to, like, 100% Stadium 1. Mm. Like, I, I, wanna, I want, like, the full Gen 1 experience. I want to become a master of Gen 1. You know what I mean? Like, I want to uh, I wanna learn how the EVs in their broken system work. Ah. Uh. <laughs> stat EXP. Yeah, stat EXP. I want to I wanna figure out how that works. I just want to, I want to do, like, all these cool things. Getting the cartridge today, and I'm, if my wife allows it, I'm going to try to stream tonight as of recording. So if you are listening to this already happened, sorry. Uh, 
I wanted to try to like get it started and like have a good time. I have a thing that I'm setting up so that people can help nickname the living decks. Because the thing I didn't mention that I want to do that I'm very excited about is somebody developed a program so you can rip a save from a Pokemon Blue cartridge. Mm-hmm. And you can th- throw it into a program that'll convert it to a way that the Pokemon Blue on the Virtual Console can read it. Yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioning this, actually. Yeah, and so what I want to do is, like, once everything's done, we have, like, the full living decks in Pokemon Blue, and, like, we're done with Pokemon Stadium. We're going to go ahead and just move it all over to a Virtual Console save of Pokemon Blue, and then just upload it to Bank and then to Home. Wow. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. Uh, I, I'm I'm maybe more so than I should be. I mean, it it's kind of the forbidden dream of all yeah. of us who played Pokemon Red and Blue back in the day. Yeah, I I want to do it. Um, I have a thing set up so people can like follow along. Um, like I have a sheet that's I, I'm setting up on Google Docs, and I'm gonna set it up such in such a way that people can like donate on Twitch and they can like nickname certain ones cool. if they want like to like put it on my journey, you know. Mm-hmm. They want to nickname something. So that way, if it happens off screen, they can still have like the donation, like have it reserved or whatever. Mm. Yeah. And that way they, they can still have their Pokemon nicknamed. So I, I'm very, very, very excited for this. I, I like I don't I don't care if people donate or anything to it. I just I just want to do it. I just want to say like I've done it. I've 100 percent Gen 1. I know a lot about Gen 1 now. And then once that happens, <laughs> maybe we do Gen 2. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, maybe we'll do Gen two. Uh, we'll see. Cause I think Pokemon Stadium two is better than Pokemon Stadium one for a lot of reasons. Well, we can we can talk about that another day. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it another day. But I just thought it'd be really fun to do. So join me on my journey if you can't. If you can, just like head over to Twitch and then maybe we'll like throw some stuff up on YouTube because I'm sure like there'll be random stuff that I do. I'm thinking about modding a Game Boy Color with an IPS screen, uh, so I can like play it on OG hardware at the same time. Hmm. So follow us all around. And we can do that. All right. But that is, uh, this is a good place to stop. There's like real news to talk about and not just that, just fashion projects. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, P. McGee forgot to do his job. <gasps> I know. We. It's okay. Everybody's allowed to drop the ball, including myself, which I did. So it's <laughs> all good. Uh, looking at this week, there was actually a few things that happened that are semi-interesting, like Poketunes, which is this like weird thing that came out, uh, I guess, last year at some point, where they're just like, yeah, we're going to do random old-style cartoons, but with Pokemon in them. And hmm. they did. And they're like all in different kinds of cartoons because it's like the cartoons from like the 1940s and like the 1950s, stuff like that. And they're just like, we're going to keep that going. And it's just like, cool, I guess. Don't ever remember this being a thing. I don't know. I it was it only completely. in Japan. It was only in Japan. They never translated them and brought them to the US. I mean, it would make no difference to me if they brought them over to the US. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're just like silly and they're okay. I don't know. They're going to have four more episodes coming out starting on June 5th on the Japanese Pokemon Kids TV channel. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird. I don't know how to describe it. And But if you're interested in that, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're going to like mix together Pokemon Go stuff today as well. Uh, Pokemon Go announced the next event. Right now they're in the Lumio City X event. 
The next event starts this week is the Lumios Legends Y event, <gasps> which is going to bring Yveltal to tier five raids instead of Xerneas. Uh, they're also going to re- have field research to allow you to catch a Galarian Zigzagoon, Scraggy, and more Dark-type Pokemon, because that's what it's all about, Dark-type Pokemon. Hmm. Panjam is also going to be added to the Strange Eggs, which are the eggs you can get from the Team Rocket Grunts. Oh, yeah. So, yay! I thought those were only Panjam. for Dark-types. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah, I don't know how it evolves yet. <laughs> it's technically in the game. You can go get in a Tier 5 raid, like, right now. Hmm. Uh, Sylveon will also be coming out in the second part of it, uh, running until the end of May. So, if you want your Sylveon, that's the part to get it. Eevee can evolve into Sylvon uh, if you earn hearts with it as your buddy. Oh. Well, as Eeveon evolves into Sylvie. Yeah, if you earn hearts. Yep. Isn't that great? Doesn't everybody love buddy evolutions? Uh-huh. They're the best part of Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yep. They're the best part of Pokemon Ooh. Go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we've all really just, like, locked onto that. I understand. We, it just resonates. Uh uh, there's also yeah. going to be an event that will let you use your char- a charge TM on a shadow Pokemon to let it forget frustration, <gasps> which is a big deal, I get. I, is it? I, uh, I thought that uh, was a I, joke. Yes, <laughs> oh. apparently. No, no, no. It's apparently oh. a big deal. Like, so, so ever since I started getting back into Pokemon Go, like, I've been following, like, the communities and everything. And the one thing I see all of the time, like, when they're, like, upset at Niantic for being Niantic and bad at their job, the one thing I see all of the time constantly is just... When are they going to let us have Shadow Pokemon forget frustration? And it's just like, but why do you care? Exactly. They have terrible stats. Uh, they're actually good attack stats, fun fact. And they oh, some really? of them are actually useful in PvP and stuff like that. I think I think it's just a lot of people that are like super into PvP That's on Pokemon so Go. That's weird to me. It is weird to me as well. I am not a fan of PvP Pokemon Go. I don't think it makes sense. But that's... Kind of uh, same. E. E. Yeah. Yeah, that's Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, there's a f- lot of things. Let's keep going. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually take one. Go for it. Okay, so remember that for the 25th anniversary, they announced like a super cool project with tons of artists and the most hyped up was Katy Perry collaborating yes. with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The song actually finally came out. It's called Electric. And it has a super cute video in which, like, she hangs out with her Pikachu who used to be a Pichu when she was younger. And, and it's kind of adorable. <laughs> and there's, you know, the song, the video, some merchandise. It's it's all filled with Pikachu, which is yes. it's starting to get questionable. Like, every single time there's an event, the entire line of merchandise is just Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if they branched out a bit, they would sell more. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like we're not the target audience for that, honestly. Like, there's like we we're a certain type of Pokemon fan uh, mm. that's like super hype, and we're just like, man, I really love like Minior, and I really like Feraligatr and and stuff like that. Whimsicott actually gets yeah, some love, but, but it, it's it, it's just like it, we like the specifics, we like the nitty gritty. <laughs> it's even just like even if they just did say Pikachu and the three Gen One starters. For just people who hate the color yellow, they would have a version they could buy and like display in their house or wear or whatever. I don't think that goes as well as you think it does. And my answer to that is just because the reason Pikachu is actually chosen as the mascot of Pokemon was because he was yellow. Like that's one of the reasons. They they chose him because he was yellow because it was he was very distinguishable from other big characters out there right now. Or at oh, the time. Like- because Mario is red and Sonic is blue and well, not just video Link game characters, not just yeah. not just video game characters, but like characters in media in general. Oh, okay. So Hello Kitty is white and pink. And yeah, yeah, and and like Doraemon's the only other yellow one is like 
the the only other yellow character is like Winnie the Pooh. And he wears a red shirt. And he wears a red shirt. So. Exactly. So he's dead in Star Trek. So, yeah. It's fine. Yep. Oh gosh. <laughs> I love yeah. that. The song's pretty decent though. I like I I think Shark in the Discord actually put it in the best way possible. He said that he this is exactly what he wanted from this. He wanted a song that would help that could be connected to Pokemon, but also works without Pokemon. Mm-mm. And I think they nailed it on the head. I, I don't know that I would call this like the best song in the world, but I would definitely call it a Katy Perry song. <laughs> and I think I, I think Katy Perry songs are good. Yeah. Okay. That's I the like answer. them. Yeah. I think if you listen to it, it, it sounds to me like, yeah, I think Katy Perry would write this and read and sing it. I don't know. Like, that's that's kind of where I'm at <laughs> on it. <laughs> I don't have harsh feelings towards it. And I'm like, yeah, this is generally enjoyable. I, I can just imagine Thatch just kind of somewhere. He's like, oh, hey, Miss Perry, have you heard this song? I think I think it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, hey, th- I'm I'm her manager in the in this alternate reality. Oh, I think this would be a good song for you. <laughs> Here's the entire Beach Boys discography. Could you repeat this? <laughs> Um, and, and we move on. All right. I'm just, that, that would make sense why she did the California girls song. Uh, it was, yeah. it was actually part of your plan. Yes. Mm. Yes. See, think through. And that timeline, Whimsicott's also a flying type, or at least was in Gen <laughs> oh, 5. Uh, so, uh, I th- moving on. <laughs> there, there's some, moving. Just some, like, really, really light video game news. They tried to patch something. But like they patched it, it was like a legendary thing failing. Um, and they- uh, so so it happened. So there's an update to Sword and Shield, yeah. and what happened was uh, Trick used to fail on Grounded on Kyogre, <laughs> which is surprising they fix it now after Series Seven or Series Eight is over, when you could use both of them. Yep. In the battles, uh, then also an example would be Zacian and Xerneas's alternate forms would show up in Team Preview. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was weird. Uh, because those are usually forms that you just see, like, when they're in battle. Yeah. It would be, like, yeah. the equivalent of, like, seeing, like, the Mega of a Pokemon yeah, yeah. on the team preview screen beforehand. It's just, like, a thought. I mean, it doesn't matter, because, like, who's running a Zacian not in ground form? Well. Nobody. I think maybe one person in the world ever. On Picolytics, it definitely has a not 100%, like, Intrepid Sword hold rate, but... <laughs> well, Intrepid Sword, it has 100%. Rusted Sword, not so oh, no, much. Oh, no, I meant Rusted Sword. That's what I meant. It's got, it's got like, a 99.7%, like, it holds the Rusted Sword. It might be the biggest condemnation of Zamazenta. I don't actually know what its ability is called. I don't know either. <laughs> Dauntless Shield? Is that yes. it? Dauntless yes, that's Shield? correct. Yes, it is. Hey, Thatch knows things. All nice. right. If you're a big fan of Original Stitch, they've got new polo shirts with the starter Pokemon from from Johto to Galar. Oh, wow. That's a lot, actually. Yeah. There's also three new Pokeball options for the shirts. You can get Premier Ball, Moon Ball, and a Dive Ball. If you selected a silver version of the Pokeball button, you will get a special tag featuring the Pokemon 25th anniversary logo, which is the laziest logo because they just took Pokemon 20 but, and threw a five on but it. it's a special tag, yeah. Thatch. It's a I don't special care. tag. You know, the itchy things the amount- that you have to cut out 90% of the time. I do not ca- I also don't wear polo shirts. Like, the- I'm very anti-polo shirt, and this might just be from my years of, like, private school education. Oh. Uh, as a child, like, because they would just be like, oh, you have to wear a polo shirt. And I'm just like, yeah, I just don't wear them anymore. My wife and my mother try to, like, buy them for me to wear. 
Mm. And I and then I just don't. They're just like, why don't you wear polo shirts? I'm like, because I did that for like 15 years and I'm over yeah. it. Uh, I'm done with it. I can't imagine wearing any of these. They're just the, the colors, maybe the water one, the colors for the green and the orange are just a little off. Um, yeah, I, I'm i not going to buy them. It's fine. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to buy another Hawaiian shirt. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's where it's at. If I wore this, I would expect Mm-mm. someone to ask me to help them find something in a store. Yes. yes. If you wear the dark blue one too, if you're at a Walmart, you're done. Like you, Ooh, yeah. you, you work at Walmart now. <laughs> you just walk in, you get absorbed in their ecosystem. <laughs> All right. So I think to finish it off, you can right now in Sword and Shield get a Galarica wreath. It's live right now. Um, it's from actually the sp- it. It won't it? be when oh, the episode no. airs. <laughs> when the episode airs, it won't be there. Well, you all missed Sorry. out on the Galarica wreath <laughs> because Thatch didn't read and doesn't know that May 16th is a Sunday. <laughs> you all missed out on SPR1NGPAOR1 uh, as the code. So, I mean, if you get an early access to this, I guess maybe you can get it. I don't know. <laughs> Dear editor, it's if you want to hurry. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bonus for whoever edits the news this week. <laughs> yes. Dear editors. <laughs> I, that is it for general Pokemon news. I do have like one small piece of Puckle news, and this is like semi exciting. I'm excited about it. We're we're restructuring Patreon this month, um, such that if you are a five dollar patron, you no longer give access to Pokemon giveaways. You just get access to uh, our new uh, monthly show, monthly ish. I'm gonna put monthly in quotes. It's like weekly slash monthly, depending on how you want to listen to it. We have created the Puckle Anime Club or Pack uh, because we like acronyms here. <laughs> We recorded one. the first it's batch a super of it. Pack. Uh, it's a super, it's a pack. It's the Puckle Anime Club where we go ahead and three episodes a month are me and two other people commenting through um, as riff tracks or commentary tracks would on the episodes of Pokemon Journeys. We've done the first three episodes so far, and then we have a fourth episode that is us talking about our impressions and talking about what we liked and what we didn't like and all that other stuff. So you can get that. That's going to be Patreon exclusive. So if you want to join Patreon at the $5 tier, I'm going to try to put the full batch of four episodes up this weekend. And then hopefully you can all just have a taste of what it's like if you haven't tried it, if you want to try it. Uh, that way, but in future months, it'll be like one episode per week, uh, three riff tracks, and then one at the end for all of the other episodes. So definitely check that out. It would I would really appreciate it. Get some feedback on it. But if you want an extra podcast and you want us to talk about more anime, this is a great way to get us to talk about more anime. <laughs> to hear that. We get that request a lot. And I just never think it fits in the in the proper Puckle format, you know? And yeah. I, I wanted to I wanted to put it somewhere. So it's been a good time. We, we're, but we're going through Pokemon Journeys. Uh, it's kind of fun revisiting it because I only watched them all once. And it's kind of fun watching them again. So I would definitely recommend you check that out if you're interested in more Puckle goodness for starting another show over on the Patreon. Other than that, yeah, let's uh, kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, 
they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you to Mark from the Dunsparce gang for giving us that introduction. If you guys are ready, I'm going to jump into our first question here for you guys today, which is going to come from Spike on the Discord server. Generation 5 is the first generation to have a gym or a name for the gym guide. What is their name? I want to say Clyde. You walk in and he's just like, I, I want to say his name is Clyde. I That feels right because my knee jerk was Chuck, but that's a gym leader. Mm. But it's like. Is Clyde also a gym leader somewhere? No. No? No. What's what's the name of the like oil tycoon gym leader in Gen 5? Clay. Clay, okay. I'm willing to go with Clyde. I <laughs> I I I the very first thing that popped into my head was Clyde. So. Okay. Well is alright, uh what is Clyde? <laughs> Clyde is correct. Um his Ooh, name is go Clyde. Whimsicott's oh, brain. Yay. Yeah. Clyde is correct. His name is Clyde. That's one I'm for sorry. one. That's one for one. This next one is going to be from... Ooh, okay. Let's see how good your sword and shield knowledge is. This is from Foxy on the Discord server. Well, Raihan's greatest rival is Leon, there is one other trainer that optional dialogue and the official sword and shield website states that he's never been able to defeat. Who is that trainer? Wait, wait, that Raihan has never been able to defeat? Um, or that... No, that Leon has not been able to defeat. Oh. But Leon's uh... never lost to anyone. That's his whole no, shit. No, 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 maybe no, no it's Raihan. It's Raihan. It's Raihan. Became... Oh, okay. No, it's Raihan. It's Raihan. I lied. It's, it's Raihan. Okay. That Raihan. I misread the question. You are correct, Linian. Okay. Uh could uh... it be Mustard or Sonia? I don't know. Hmm. Um well, it's not Sonia. Sonia's okay. not badly type. Um hmm. the other thought I had would be like Melanie. Wouldn't know that because I've only played sword. Same, which is why the fact that I don't know it almost kind of makes me think. Hmm. So it's optional dialogue in the game, which makes me think uh, they have a bunch of optional dialogues in the Galar Star tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on like how they get paired up and who you're paired with when you face them, I don't think it's peers. Because Piers is like the underdog of all the gym leaders. Mm-hmm. It could like this. This would be a pretty like fine thing. Uh, <sighs> the only be... type that beats Dragon is Ice. Exactly. It's fairy. It's fairy though. But the there's fairy not type. A f- yeah, yes, but there I've is. seen the interaction between Opal and uh, Raihan, and it's just it's interesting. But it doesn't talk about that. I... Okay, so it's not her. I feel like Melanie's the best answer, because the fact that neither of us know it and we've gone through an obscene amount of game text tells me it's probably in S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't. Yeah, that's that would be fair. I, I, the only other thing I can think of is Mustard. So I'm, I And if it's on the official website and it's in the base game, it couldn't be Mustard until like yeah. you get the expansion. So yeah, I'm willing to go with Melanie. Melanie is correct. Wow. Whoa. Way to go, Lanian. <sighs> Liger's comment, as he has a comment for every answer, is best new gym leader designed by far, IMO. Gosh, yes. She's she's so cute. So that's two for two. <laughs> All right. This next one is your Pokedex entry question, as always. Uh, I'll read you a Pokedex entry. You have to lock in the Pokemon. If you get it wrong, I'll give you a second entry. If you get it right on the first one, you will get two points. If you get it right on the second one, you'll get one point. If you don't get it right at all, you get zero. So <gasps> okay. this question is going to come from Shark Finnegan. 
Its Pokemon Sword entry states, It has short legs and can't walk very fast, but its neck and tentacles can extend over three times their usual length to nab distant prey. Who's that Pokemon? That sounds like Sigma's baby, Cradily. Huh. But is it Cradily or Lilip? Because I can't um, think of anything else that has a stretchy neck. Well, if one of them has it, they both have it. Mm. I suppose... Um, I, I feel like we'll go with the the big daddy we'll, for, for Sigma. Okay. Uh, for let's, for let's, Sigma. Let's, let's go with Cradily. Cradily is correct. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> we're on a roll, baby. The second entry was going to be from New Pokemon Snap, and it says this Pokemon's body is so heavy, even the rough seas can't wash it away. It can't move very Ooh. fast, so it hides among seaweed and reaches without with its tentacles to catch prey. Yeah, Ooh. we would have gotten it from that. It's so cute that it's, like, hanging out in the sea winds. <laughs> I, I just like when you uh, play the music button, it, like, dances. It dances, <laughs> yes! I love it! So you guys are four for three. Woo! And this next one is going to be your multiple answer question. I will only need... Oh, no. In this case, it looks like I will need eight answers. There are oh. nine total. Oh? And you'll get one point for four answers. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is from the Unovian. Name all nine cities and towns in the mainline games where the player can board a ferry to access another location. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Slateport, Lily Cove. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yes. What? Slateport, Lily Cove. Technically, um, uh, the main uh, city in Generation 5, because you can go to the island where you find Victini. Yes, but I don't remember What's the it? name of it. Um, is it... Uh, Vermilion before we forget. Wait, in uh, Vermilion you can't go anywhere. You can you reach another location SSN. from Vermilion. No, you but the SSN. The SSN but the SSN doesn't take you anywhere. It's a trick question. It specifically asks you to take a ferry to another location, so Vermilion doesn't count. Okay. Uh, Candlelight. Jubilife. This is actually team? incomplete. I'm looking at this list. It's incomplete. I'll, I'll, I'll still take. I'll still take like. Whatever answers you give me, and we'll we'll figure out points. <laughs> okay, Canalave gets you to Iron Island. Uh, yes. Which ones have you said so far, by the way, so I can tally them up? The three that, because we have one, but we cannot, for the life of us, remember the name of it. Uh, I said Lily Cove and Slateport, because you can use them to get to each other. Yep. We said Canalave. You said Canalave? That's true. Yep, all three of those are good. Duford. That is also true. Uh, that is four. Okay. So that's a point. That's four. That's now, a point. Yep. It's not called Jubilife City. Like, that's something else. Though the main no. city in... Ju it's Castilia City. Yeah, because you one. can go to Victini's Island. Yes. Yes. Castilia City for sure. Um, then is there the places in Gen 2 where you go from uh, the town with uh, the Ampharos to the island you where you get the medicine? you just surf? Oh, you might yeah, just, you just surf. surf there. Um, oh, oh, uh, Miley City, <laughs> Hokulani, and um, what's there's a third one. The the ula, ula, what's the ula not ula ula. What's the last uh, one? Because you can take berries between all of them. Yes, uh, and you depart Where, from. You just need one more, and then you're good, right? So I know. I'm trying to remember it. Uh, there's you. You depart from Hawoli City. Hawoli City. Haole, yes, that's it. Yes. Haole, hey, hey, Mali City, uh, Seafolk Village is a good answer. So you guys got your two points. Um, so you guys are yeah. whatever. What is this now? Six for four. 
uh, Canelave, Cassalia, Slateport, Duford, Vermilion City, and Olivine City would both be acceptable answers because you can do okay. it with both. You can go back and really? forth to both. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. you can because uh, in Gen two you leave Olivine City two, to go to Vermilion that's City. Right. That you do that before mm. the magnet train's fixed. Can you tell that I've never finished a Gen two game? <laughs> you can also leave Vermilion City and fire red leaf green to go to the Sevi Islands. Right. Oh, you depart from there. That's yeah. right. You shaming me when I was right twice over. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I honestly thought, oh, it's a trick question. They won't get me, and then I was just dumb. That's all the answers, though. We did it. Doesn't Yay. matter. We got answers. <laughs> you got your two points. All right. Your next and final question, as always, is your base stat question. This one this week is going to come to you from Sleeve. Which fossil Pokemon has the highest individual base stat? Uh, Archaeops. Does it? Wait, doesn't, like, something have higher defenses than he has Wait, attacked? oh, highest base stat or base stat total? Base no, stat. No, individual base stat. Uh, probably me- Mega Aerodactyl, unless something has more than 115 something. Uh, I feel like there might be something that has like 120 defense, maybe somewhere. That would be Bastiodon. Yeah, and Bastiodon is a fossil and it has incredible defense. But so do you know what? It's it. split over two, wait, but wait, do you no, know no, what no, is no, it? No, Rampardus. No, no. no, Rampardus, exactly. 165 attack, I think. Nothing can beat uh, that. It's, it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's 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 north of 150. Exactly. Is there any other fossil Pokemon that has a Mega? Nah. Well, no, because Mega Aerodactyl is the only thing uh, that got Megas, and its speed is 150. So if it's like 160, 170 for I, the attack I on. Think- it's a- either 164 or 165, something okay. like that. Well, it's above 150, which is Mega Aerodactyl's speed. So it has to be Rampardos. Yeah. Uh, Rampardos is your answer? Yeah. yeah. Rampardos is unfortunately incorrect. The answer really? is actually Bastiodon. Bastiodon has a base defense stat of 168. Rampardos has a base Ooh. attack stat of 165. Oh. Oh, wow. We were so close to getting... So close, yeah. <laughs> to getting full points. Uh, no. Very close. Uh, Mega Aerodactyl is in third there with 150 speed, and then Archaeops follows it up with 140 attack. Mm. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Cool anyway. Yeah, unfortunate, but yeah, Bastiodon snuck in there with its Curse three extra Bastiodon. base. Def- <laughs> yeah. All right, but that gives you guys six points today, and that changes up our leaderboard. Our leaderboard still has Claude in the lead with 23 points. Following up in a tie for second place, we have Whimsicott and P. McGee with 21 points. Linian, you are in fourth now with 14 points. Jushiro is in fifth with 13. R. Sigma in sixth with 12. Seth Vilo, Dr. Shamu are tied for seventh with eight. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. We're going to take a short break here, guys, and we're going to be right back at you with the topic. Hey guys, make sure to check out the Puckle YouTube this week and see if you can catch our Soul Silver Puckle Plays, Nuzlocke where we're going to play Soul Silver and we're going to Nuzlocke it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be managing expectations. I think this is just a good timely one to talk about just because we recently got a new trailer, or trailer in quotes, <laughs> dropped by a fan called Pokemon Adventure Sinnoh, and it's been making the rounds around the community, and everybody's just like, this is amazing, this is the best thing ever, and uh, I think it's a very cool in-concept, and it's a very cool idea. I think people 
kind of trying to poop on BDSP because of this trailer is uh, it's kind of missing the point of a lot of things on a lot of different levels. Mm. And I don't know. It's just kind of a fun conversation to have. Just like think about what we could realistically expect from Pokemon. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I definitely think there's some criticisms that you can make that aren't unrealistic. We can talk about BDSP and being like the chibi style is done very poorly. And it's a little bit. Yeah. It's like it's not done poorly in and of itself. It's it's a weird choice to make. Yes. Which I disagree with. And I would argue it doesn't look great as in like there were other ways to execute a chibi yes. style that wouldn't look so Yeah, I I saw like I mean the exact same I, I saw like a reshaded picture and yeah. the guy probably took like 35 seconds in Photoshop and improved it immensely. Yeah, I saw that too. It's I don't know. I, I don't have too many criticisms for like BDSP in terms of looks outside of like, yeah, that could have been done better. But in my personal opinion, I don't know. I think people who expected it to be like just like Swish with like no grid and everything were kind of too hopeful. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that's not an that's not too far but some of the stuff in the uh alleged tra well he's going out of his way it's not a trailer but the the game concept pitch yeah it, yeah mm -hmm. i i want if people if you're one of those people who are just like this was way better than bdsp blah 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 i would just like want people to remember not this isn't pooping on the guy that that made it is that these are just all renders yep. these aren't yeah, these the aren't gameplay is, these aren't gameplay it's renders these like it it looks super cool I'll agree. There are some animations that, let's say, they are comparable to the famous two frames per second chingling. In I still the, love that chingling. In the Arceus trailer that people have been, like, working okay. on for, I, for weeks. I think it's hilarious. I'm not going to harp on it, but it's hilarious. It's It was pretty funny. But yeah, as you said, like... Uh, the the video calls it a game concept, but it's really a collection of cutscene concepts mm -hmm. and then a couple of gameplay things that would not actually work in a real game with... Yes. Um, I, at least, like, they could theoretically work, but as Linian was explaining to us off the air, in fact, Linian should explain this. They have this scene in the trailer, so if you haven't seen it, you can watch it and you'll know what we're talking about. But for everyone who hasn't, just to kind of catch up, there's a scene where they're, like, putting outfits on Pokemon. And when I saw that, I knew for a fact this would never be possible because it's, frankly, an obscene amount of effort. And if you're like, oh, it's just a couple models, you can stack them, and then no. So the best way I can think to do it, if you wanted to have it, as the thing implies, fairly free form... Uh, you have to tag every part of every Pokemon where all things go. You have to test every single item on every single Pokemon to make sure it doesn't clip weird. Uh, you have to scale it. You have to apply physics to the object. You have to make sure the physics don't clip through any possible animation that the thing is running through, including that it shrinks and faints and, like, all of that works. Uh, you have to do an obscene amount of uh, scaling and model testing. You have to make sure that any given attack hitting this thing does not break the game and you cannot script this. It pretty much has to be tested. Uh, the amount of effort that it would take to do it is completely... Im it is impossible. Not in the sense that it can't be done, but in the sense that you would be delivering a game with a $400 price tag per unit because you simply cannot afford to have that many hours on any given feature. Yeah. And there were multiple things in that trailer that would require obscene amounts of QA. You could not do this and have a qual uh, quality, polished product 
in under like seven or eight years, and the cost required based off what they already have existing is too high. They could not turn a profit on that, which is which makes it impossible. That's yeah. just how the numbers work. I think as a wish list, it's kind of interesting to see what the Pokemon community wants as a whole. Very yeah. interesting. This is a good avenue for that. I, I think like going back to the idea of just like managing expectations, I, I think it's somewhat it, you have to remember, though, still like, hey, what is possible? Like Linian was saying, and maybe some of the things aren't aren't entirely possible. I, I don't know. Going back to just the idea of like expecting it to be switch style and Linian, and I hope you disagree with me so we can have like a good discussion. But <laughs> <laughs> you actually push back. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, well, that's going to be a lot of work to like get rid of the grid-based stuff that they had to already do. I, but it's not much more difficult than completely. At some point, they had to completely remake Sinnoh because they did not just take the existing maps, port them, and then retexture them because they did not exist as textures. They existed as sprite maps. So I would agree with you, and I would I would say right now that it's easier to just lay out the grid that they had though, and just model a map based on that. Uh, there's so... Then try to make a zoomed-in 3D structure like they did for Sword and Shield. There's so many ways that you can get around that, though. Like, there's so many tools that game development studios, in particular, ones... Like, they subcontracted, yes, but they should have been able to get the engine code if they're working on something like this. Well, no, they, well, they should be, because they're working very closely with TPCI. Yeah. Or not TP... Game Freak, in general, because... Yeah. I mean, they made mm-hmm. Pokemon Home a very, very right. and they uh, had the whole good menu management piece of software. <laughs> right, and they had the whole good. Uh, they had the the battle engine, which is like, oh yeah, frankly, so it's, the it's far more. That's more important. I think. Code. I think that's more important anyway. Yeah. Is just take that battle engine. I because honestly, I don't care about the overworld at all. I, I I I'm not the person that cares. Like I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see it. I've never been like that even with like Oraz or even Johto. I wasn't like, oh man, I can't wait to see Goldenrod City in Gen 4 graphics. I was more like, yeah, I just want to go back to Goldenrod City and have well, a physical special split. But That's kind of where I was the, at. <laughs> the battle engine already has most of the 3D elements just to be able to run it in general, like being able to render trainers, Pokemon, like that kind of motion thing. Enough. Trust. I don't know how much that ports over to like the overworld though. Uh, well, what I'm saying is those kinds of elements exist, which means they have to have, at some point in the code, there has to be the elements that manage that. And if they have those, it's frankly not impossible to do. I'm not saying... Oh, no, we'll find out I'm afterwards. Saying is it was a decision. It, it wasn't something they oh, did absolutely. because it was easier. It was a decision uh, they made because they... Yes. I think in terms of design, it was easier for them to just not have to think and just go one-to-one with the maps. It could have been... It could have... It could have also been that, like, I recently started a playthrough of Diamond, which I had never played before. I've only played um, Platinum once, like what? 11 years ago. Uh, to experience, to experience the horrible. Yeah, I want to have, like, basis for comparison when I play BDSP. She wanted a ponytail um, on her team. No, no, I no, I don't want a ponytail. I picked the fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> As much as I love Piplup, I looked at the starters and I thought, if I don't pick Chimchar, I'm going to regret it. <laughs> at least like Galarian Ponytail might be in the remake. So that'd be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the point that I was trying to make is that it feels very, very nice, except for the part where it's like glacially slow. And I think maybe they like maybe they tried out a couple of concepts of like, okay, 
we know we want to make like a grid-based map and then we want like maybe they threw out like a tiny experiment of a non-grid-based movement and the and they thought no this doesn't make sense because the characters look out of place with the world maybe and they decided to go this way instead that could be possible the feel is rather maintained from the trailer yes. so maybe that like they wanted to keep the flavor of the of gen 4 and they made this choice it's it's a choice it's a questionable choice but it's a choice that i can understand I, yeah I think, and i think that's where i come down on it is because i've seen a lot of the tools uh my, my partner works a lot in 3d development kind of thing so I, mm -hmm. I know a little bit from what conversation we've had about this and frankly if they had even even if they didn't have the the exact stuff they used for sword and shield if they just bought unity which they know they would make their money back <laughs> they could have done it and it would not have been much more difficult. The concept artist still needed to go and re-over every map and see how it would look in the 3D. Like, still had to do these things. Mm -hmm. Can't just upscale a sprite to a model. They they chose this, and it's probably in that uh, we want to make it as close to the originals as possible. That you know, This is a faithful remake, is what they keep trying to say. That's, well, yeah. they've only said it once, to be fair. We keep saying that they keep saying that, but there's yeah. been like one press release and one trailer. Okay, it was still within their opening salvo of what they want people to take away. It is very different than the language they use for like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I, I can see that they're like, hey, the new studio, take this over. And they went, how do you want to do, you know, we don't want to just upscale it. Let's let's remake. Let's let's do a revamp kind of thing. I can see that being the decision. And it is. I, I it wonder if it's like also it a, like a management thing. Like, yeah, because this is the this first time this is the first time that Game Freak was like, OK, other company, you drive the car now. And yeah. I wonder how much of it was Masuda being like, I don't know how much I trust Ilka to go ahead and just like make a good pokemon game and he just like went into their office because he's listed as producer still and mm -hmm, he yeah. went into their office and he says we're just going to remake this one-to-one -one because i want to see if you guys can do it because i don't want to green light any changes that a non-game freak person makes or something like that I, I like i wonder if like some of it's control some of it could be control and maybe even the PR is a result of this. Like, we're telling you it's a faithful remix so that you're not worried about it being made by another company. Yeah, I think I think they were really, especially from the way that when they announced it, it very much sounded like they were very worried that, yeah. and that people were going to yeah. be like, it's not made by Game Freak. And that they wanted to ensure people that it'd be okay. The Game Freak thing in the same trailer. Exactly. They gave us yeah. Legends Arceus, even though it was like barely a barely workable amount of footage, like with the yes. two frames per second Pokemon in it, because they knew that if they waited until E3 to show us that and they just gave us BDSP, people would flip. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. I think it was uh, very much like, hey, we had this other company try it out. We want to see what the fan reception is to it. Do we do this again? And the, I think I think it's mostly a net positive in terms of getting good games, right? Because it takes a load mm -hmm. off of Game Freak and it lets Pokemon keep making money. And this is kind of what needs to happen. Pokemon's been expanding for so long, but they haven't been really expanding their manpower really mm -hmm. outside of yeah. outsourcing some things. But they haven't been really out, like expanding like crazy. And it means that multiple studios are going to have to handle the IP. Yeah. Ilka is a weird choice, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's like... Okay, so we have seen the result of Ilka's previous work with them. Maybe 
it was like an internal thing that they especially liked the way these people worked with them. I think it has to be it because there's no way they were just like, yes, these guys made Pokemon home. They should be good at making an RPG. Because yeah. like I don't think those skill sets necessarily go one to one. Because one, I would say, I would say something like Pokemon Home probably does take a different set of skills than something like Game Freak does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because Game Freak is gonna say, "Oh, hey, um, we're really good at making RPGs," and Ilka's gonna go, "Well, we're really good at like cross-platform customization support. and stuff, support like that." And th- those are Mm-mm. two different wheelhouses. So yeah. it had it would have to be a personnel thing. Like we really like Ilka. We think Ilka can do it. Also, even like they're reliable. They have always delivered at or before the the, the time crunch that we gave them. Uh, they we know that their working situation during the pandemic has been such that we can rely on them constantly to always deliver stuff like that. You know, I, I don't know. The whole development has been very weird, and I'm. I mean, we're sitting here two months after the announcement, waiting for a second announcement or a second news drop. Um, which will happen somewhat soon. What what struck me is that I ended up seeing this trailer because there were like PokeTubers that I'm subscribed to that were doing their reaction videos to it. And it Mm -hmm. kept ending up on my YouTube page. And the thing is, if this had been a real trailer, people would have ripped it to shreds. (laughs) Probably. Because (laughs) of all the issues we've mentioned and others and so i thought of course like you don't have the same expectations from a fan-made concept but at the same time the fan-made concept as you mentioned does not have the same constraints of having to actually deliver a workable game in a timely manner and with a reasonable price tag so people should like of course appreciate the trailer quote-unquote the the game concept for what it is because it was there was a lot of work that went into that and Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. looks cool it's very hype it's got its own like music stuff its own concepts its own art it's it's a lot of work and it came out really well for what it is but it is what it is like as linian explained you could never actually make a game like that so It's interesting, like, how people are willing to pile on the company that then actually delivers you a game. (laughs) And then just say, oh, look, this guy does it so much better. And, And I, like, I thought it was fair to mention this. Like, people should, like, take a step back and think, hmm, wait, why am I reacting in in such different ways to these two things? Mm I think you are correct uh, in that assessment, just because I I think people are unjustly fair to Game Freak. And I don't don't think uh, I I wouldn't disinclude myself from that. Mm -hmm. I also think that in terms of Game Freak, we can be a little bit more critical because they want our money. Right. And so that's absolutely uh, fair. Like this guy did all the work for free. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they want our money like they, this guy did it because he had a cool concept and he wanted he wanted you to millennium loop by the way um for those of you at home he like had a cool idea and he's like hey this is something i'd like to see let's try to render it out and see what it might look like and then show people what it might look like mm-hmm. i mean it's it's one of those things that always gets people's like people like really happy they're like oh cool this looked really cool and you know linian and linian and i have somewhat similar thoughts and like well how do you do that <laughs> how do you actually yeah. do that Sometimes it's very, very difficult to do that, and you realize the production costs are just not worth it. Mm-hmm. 
but when it comes to Game Freak, they're, they're trying, they're, they want you to give them money for a product. And so we can be like, hey, I wish this product was better. And I don't yeah. think that's unfair to them. I like say, talk, if I went up to Millennium Loop and I'm like, man, I really wish that you would make this a little bit better so that you could actually make it work. And he could be like, no, I just did it for fun. And I think, I think exactly. those are two different scenarios. Yeah, we're not saying that the games are above criticism, just that this kind of criticism is a little unfair. Not even that. It's just that, like, criticism is fair, but since, you know, the, the theme of this episode is expectations, you have to actually think about what would be realistic for you to expect from an actual trailer of an actual game, and mm-hmm. that it is... Like the same way it would be unfair to ask Millennium Loop to do something else or change what they've done because theirs is just a fan project. At the same time, it would not be fair to ask of Game Freak something that it would be completely impossible to do and still keep like one game a year at a $60 price tag. I'm in the world where you don't need a game a year, but that's just me. Yeah, (laughs) That is also fair, honestly. I don't think we need a Pokemon game every year. I would I would really love just like if Switch was the only Pokemon game we got had from 2019 to 2022. And it was just like, here's a DLC. Here's a Except DLC. Snap. Yeah. Except Snap. Please, that game was really good. <laughs> I meant in terms of mainline Pokemon games. Spinoffs like Snap, keep them coming, man. I, I, like, I think the best experience I've had with Pokemon spinoff games in the past, I'm going to say like seven years, has been new Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX. Yeah, both of those were good. Both of those were very good, and I think those were the best in like the past seven years because the rest of it's just been shovelware for mobile yeah. phones. Like that's that's been yeah. every other spinoff game. Like po- they try to get you hyped for like Pokemon Quest, Ugh. and then they try to get you hyped for Pokemon Cafe, Pokemon Masters. Every time, every time I remember Pokemon Quest exists, I question. Did you know it just got an update in China? <laughs> yeah finally okay. <laughs> like a major update in china like their game is far more advanced than our pokemon quest it's probably like a very good game for small children but- it's very weird mm-hmm. to be fair that's like the first promise that came out of that 2019 press conference yep. to be fulfilled oh yeah say. the one yes. with like pokemon sleep and <laughs> pokemon sleep uh pokemon detective pikachu 2 um the, where the movie doesn't seem like it's happening because the um I, what's the actor's name uh pretty much just like Smith? They, yeah he's like they haven't asked me to come back for it oh yeah yeah i've heard yeah. oh it's hilarious <laughs> I'm sad. that entire press conference was just a mess and it's hilarious i was thinking what they could do is like maybe they instead of making it like a sequel they want to do something similar but another story another like mm. setting and stuff like that which is why they haven't gotten back to Justice Smith but yeah. I I don't know that I like it first of all because I really liked Justice Smith and in Pokemon Detective Pikachu and second of, of all I don't think you can recapture the magic of Detective Pikachu very easily because so much of it was freaking Ryan Reynolds being Pikachu. (laughs) Such a crazy concept. Like, it's not the kind of craziness you can, like, bottle up and pull out again later, you know? Yeah, but it's the kind of craziness I can't wait for the next Deadpool movie where they get to make jokes about Pikachu. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. (laughs) So I think this is a good place to stop. Just, Just be nice, people. Be nice. Remember, game freaks are humans. I, I do have one thing I, I kind of wanted to close on because we're, we're talking about expectation. Uh, and there's a there's a quote from a book that I, I really love um, about 
quite literally expectation. It goes, expectation, that is the true soul of art. A man will find a single coin in the mud and talk about it for days, but when his inheritance comes and is accounted 1% less than he expected, he will declare himself cheated. Give me an audience who have come to be entertained but expect nothing special. To them, I will be a god. Wow. On that, let's kick it on over after this short break to the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to our Pokemon of the Episode. Our Pokemon of the Episode this week is National Dex number 303, Ma'il, the Deceiver Pokemon. It's new Pokemon Snap Dex entry, because these are now things we have. (laughs) Um, Those huge jaws on Ma'il's head are actually steel horns that have been transformed. It seemed to take a while for it to warm up to you. Staring down the jaws of a wary Ma'il isn't my idea of fun. Gosh. (laughs) So Ma'il's not good. I don't know how it no. fell one of the episodes. Um, but because it's weird that it's even on any team. <laughs> Mega Mile used to be good. Mega, oh god, I loved it so much. I miss. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Ma Wiles' German name is Flunkifer? I'm still on the page. I, just, I saw that and I what? I think I had seen that. It's quite t- so. Ma Wiles got base 50 HP, base 85 attack. Base 85 defense, base 55 special attack, base 55 special defense, base 50 for a base stat total of 3. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, to translate, bad. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Very bad. It does, however, get sheer force as a hidden ability, which I assume is what we're running today. I haven't actually looked at the Nope, team. we're running intimidate. Nope. Intimidate. <laughs> we're intimidate. Wonderful. I mean, it's a defensive Mawel with a rocky helmet. It should have intimidate. So this small hell is holding a rocky helmet with intimidate base uh, with EVs 252 HP 252 special defense or 252 regular defense four speed just uh, outspeed those other base 50s I guess impish nature foul play so you can hit things that are bulking up fire fang uh, I guess for coverage maybe ferrothorn specifically yeah probably ferroth actually you know ferrothorn iron defense and endure. I like the Endure because it's probably just like, hey, hit me, and then take the Rocky Helmet die. Exactly, and then <laughs> you have to hit me again. I love it, too. <laughs> I actually love that. What? How cheeky is that? That's super cheeky. Super cheeky. I love it. <laughs> that's super cheeky. Yeah, so that's Mile. Um, now, because you're playing BSS, the rest of the team has to be good because you're playing with one bad poke. <laughs> so the rest of this team is pretty, so, it's pretty standard. It's like the Legends rule, but, you know, bad. Yeah, so Landorus Therian with Lumberry. 252 attack, 252 speed, jolly nature, EQ, fly, rock slide, and swords dance. This is just standard Lando to go big. Yawn. That's it. Yeah, it's as standard as it gets. It doesn't get any more standard than that. I don't know. This Miles, so I love I'm going to try to read yeah. this translation. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so another relatively standard thing is this weakness policy Latias with max HP and max speed <laughs> and four defense. Team in nature. Zero attack IVs because, you know, it is weak to foul play. And it's got Calm Mind, Aura Sphere, Stored Power, and Recover. So the idea is essentially you get some Calm Minds up and you can use Stored Power. Or you get hit, they pop your weakness policy, and you're already at plus two uh, special attack and plus two attack. So your Stored Power is already hitting like a truck. (laughs) Base 100 plus stab, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. 
And of course, Aura Sphere for coverage, because you can't do anything to dark types otherwise. And it also helps with steel types. And, I mean, steel types you can hit. You can still hit them. Dark types. You can still yeah. hit them. It's just. Eh. It's just so you can't get legitimately walled. No, up by you can't types. hit them with stored power. It's it's a psychic move. So you you. Yeah. No, like, I'm like, saying it's it's also for that. It it's multifaceted. That's all. Yeah, I mean it it helps with steel type, but it's fun for dark type. Yeah. And then something that is actually a little more complicated in its EV spread. So I hope Thatch is about to come through with that translation. Is this choice band Zumaru obviously has huge power as an ability. It's adamant with 140 HP, max attack, 4 defense, 12 special defense, and 100 speed. And its moves are liquidation, player off, superpower, and aqua jet. Yeah, so the translation doesn't tell you anything about it. It's literally a guy asking for help optimizing everything. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's what the translation is. Cool. I'm I'm assuming and hoping that the 140 H I I don't know that's I don't think blue like we don't I don't think this lives like a, a grassy glide. Oh, uh, definitely. You're not no, you're you're not you're hoping that there's no Rillaboom. Yes. This is BSS. Exactly. BSS doesn't have a lot of Rillaboom to begin. Yeah. Just because it's not nearly people found it's found their way around it. Like Lando just crushes it. Like you just have max flying on anything. Yeah, and, pretty much. And Rillaboom's like, oh, I'm sad. Yeah. It's way easier to, to block it in BSS than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, VGC's, yeah. yep. I, I think VGC might be staler than, than BSS. At this point, possibly, yeah. Just because it's always like, oh, you have an Incineroar, I have a Rillaboom. And then- yeah, now that they've done away with the legends. Eh. Yeah, I know. It's not fun. I don't know why they only did that for three months. Poo on you. It was uh, a lot of fun. It was fun. I don't care if it was balanced. Or... <laughs> That's why it answer. wasn't. It wasn't. Speaking not. of unbalanced, Ultra Beast stats. <laughs> we have Neoligo with an assault vest. It's got 4 HP, 4 defense. Sure. 172 special attack, 76 special defense, 252 speed, timid. It's got Sludge Wave, Power Gem, Grass Knot, and Dazzling Gleam. It's a Neoligo. But, yeah. But cool. This is actually not standard. They don't run AV that often. It's usually power. Yeah, no, they usually run power herb. Yeah. But Neoligo's got like 130 special defense. So yeah, it's I can see this working. Yeah, and this one doesn't have Meteor Beam. So why would yeah. it be running a white herb? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a power herb, sorry. Yeah. So uh, then we got our last, our last member. It's Zapdos with a choice scarf. Offensive Zapdos, I like. Not everyone does. This is the electric one. You like offensive everything. Yeah, I'm an offensive person. <laughs> it's got 92 HP, 4 defense, 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 156 speed. No idea what those are for. Modest nature. T-Bolt, Thunder, uh, Hurricane, Heat Wave, Volt Switch. It's an offensive Zapdos. I am happy. Yeah. Oh, I yep. really like Zapdos. This is a this is like a very like basic team with the miles. So like I I don't know I I like BSS teams because you can get like one spice member in there and then like they're typically just balanced otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you can't figure out the gimmick, you still have a team that works because you only have to bring three Pokemon. Exactly. Like if you see a chance to use your weird Pokemon, you use it, and if you don't, you don't. Yep. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent like recommend trying it out. I I don't know. Just play Pokemon if you want to play Pokemon. Get into it. Like 
we'll put this team up on the we- on the Discord server, which you can now join by going to PuckleDiscord.com. Yeah, hey, hey. Woo! Uh, <laughs> I know, isn't that exciting? And you can go over, join the Discord server, grab these things, and you can just play and have fun with us. I'm very excited to see what people can do with it. I don't know. I, I want to figure out this mile. I don't know. It's just cheeky. I don't know if it's good, but it's cheeky. Yeah. Mm. Because, like, I'm looking at it, I'm just like, man, Ferrothorn does this better. <laughs> but it's uh, it's all right. I, I think it's always fun to be able to try to make a Pokemon that you... Mm-mm. So definitely go try it out. We're going to kick things on over, though, guys, to the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you send in emails to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we read them on the show. We typically have a prompt. Last week we asked you guys if you thought Pokemon games should have DLC. We got some answers. I'm excited to read them. However, as always, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you home. Hooves. And as always, we'll give out the Green Tauros badge to anybody who inspired. We're <laughs> <laughs> biased. Uh, so... Let's go ahead and jump into it. This week, our first email is going to come to you from Slee. Speaking of bias. Uh, no. (laughs) All right. Hi, guys. Sleeve here to answer this week's mailbag question. Should all Pokemon games have DLC? My answers are no for spinoffs and sort of kind of maybe for main series games. I'll split my reasoning into for both into two sections. Fair warning. This is a long one and I apologize. Don't. Alright, section one is side games and spin-offs. I don't think they need DLC, not paid DLC anyway, for the simple reason that they're usually short games. If you're not expecting to invest a huge amount of time into them, they feel more like a supplement to the main series than they do a standalone entity in most cases. Additional courses in Snap or an additional dungeon in Mystery Dungeon could work, but for the most part, I'm in the no camp for this. Series 2 is the main series games, and this is where things get complex. Subjectively, I loved the DLC for Switch. It was a great, fun, and added a lot of value to the base game. However, I would like to compare this to the overall value of the past main series games releases. If we take Oras as an example, we got a base game that I think had at least equal value to the base game of Switch. And then the addition of the Delta episode, which felt like a DLC and carried similar value to the Isle of Armor, in my opinion... And that was all but bundled into the same price as the Switch base game. Uh, one argument you could make is that a remake, and therefore the base game actually carries less value as it's something that's been before. This example, uh, therefore, is only really applicable in the case of players who haven't experienced RSE. If you look at the main series of each generation, historically there's been a requirement to purchase a minimum of two games to experience the full content available to you, assuming you've traded for version exclusives. Uh, for this, you get some very limited amount of additional content on top of the base game. Gen 7's offering being the Ultra Wormhole and the Ultra Requan Squad. This doesn't match up to the value added by IOA or CT for Swish. In fact, I think the only game that really does offer up additional content uh, that does match is uh, Black and White 2. I guess my answer would be yes, DLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there was more than just those two things, but yeah, in in general, I think he's right. Uh, Gen 7 was kind of like, I don't know. It was weird. I don't want to get into it. Gen 7's a problem. Uh. Gen yes. 7 had problems. Also, Ultra Recon Squad, like hearing that out loud, makes me very sad because that's a really bad name. Yeah, they had the, like, the Mantine stuff and extra, there were a couple extra areas and things, but it wasn't a lot. No. Uh, I guess my answer to would be yes to DLC for main series games, but that's solely because third versions and sequels are an ineffective way to provide additional content to a Pokemon game with the exception of Black White 2. 
Uh, sorry for the length of the email and if it got a bit rambly in places. Thanks for the great content. I appreciate you all. Sleep. Yep. I I don't know if I agree about the the I'm you know, short games shouldn't get DLC because there are games I've played that were short that had DLC in them that I appreciated the additional content for. That I mean, we're talking outside of Pokemon. Uh, Mario Rabbids was a fairly short, self-contained game. The Donkey Kong DLC for it was absolutely great and added a lot. But I think that's I would agree just, with that. it's going to be a game by game more than anything else. I, I would even say in the spinoffs, I think it depends on like what the spinoff is, right? Like mm-hmm. I would I would love Mystery Dungeon DX. I, w- I would welcome that. Pokemon Snap, maybe at some point, like maybe I'll be like, yeah, I, I think the price has to be right for Pokemon Snap for me to be like, this was yeah. worth it. I'll still get it, but I there's just like, what I'll get it, but I won't be happy about it. Yeah, I mean... I used a voucher to get Pokemon Snap because I Okay, I you didn't and your fancy to... vouchers in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that I would have bought it for the euros. 50 euros? Yeah. No, you're good. absolutely right. I'm I'm still amazed that the US is like the only region that doesn't have hmm. it. it to blows be my mind. fair, 60 euros is more than $60. That is, that is true, but Europe should just have to pay more. <laughs> It's only fair. Why? <laughs> I'm Why? kidding. I don't know. It's only- <laughs> the other thing I, I take umbrage with is I think that he, he said that Isle of Armor had the same amount of uh, value as Delta episode, which I disagree no. with that. I disagree no, with that. No, totally no. Isle of Armor had so much more. Isle of Armor had a hundred extra Pokemon, not one. It had uh, maybe a similar amount of story content, but it was all on new maps instead of just scouring old ones. Yeah. There was, frankly... But did you get to rocket ship to space on a Mega Rig? No, I got to fight my way up a battle tower with a restricted party and then go from there and then have the entire post-game battle content open up too and got new moves. I still think the Rayquaza's cooler, (laughs) but... (laughs) I still didn't get to rocket ship through a meteor of my Mega Rayquaza, okay? Isle of Armor gave me expanding force and DD and that emotional high I'm still not coming down from. So you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, this next one from Zay Paladin. Yup. What it do, Buckle Crew? Hope you guys are all doing well. I like that opening. I like that a lot. Yeah. That feels really good. Like that's got a good mouthfeel too. Yeah, it does. What it do, Buckle Crew? Oh man. I'm going to do that every time I come into like voice chat now. <laughs> When I when I come into voice chat and in, uh, in Discord, what it do, Puckle Crew? <laughs> uh, I'm sure that won't get old immediately. Oh, no. it will, and I'm gonna <laughs> drag it into the. Gr- <laughs> uh, you you and I are the same. Like never grow tired of jokes. <laughs> other people hate us. <laughs> uh, anyway. <clears throat> Hope you guys are all doing well. Me? I'm doing great, as I'm about to finally graduate college after what has felt like an eternity. Good. Good Yay! Congrats! Congratulations. Um, Can't wait to finally have a semi-normal schedule and be more involved in the community going forward. Yay! I keep pronouncing that. That's the only word I pronounce like in a European way. I bet it feels super out of place. I mean, it, for me, it just sounds like I'm watching like Sherlock Holmes or something. <laughs> you, you you can't say those things because then my brain tells me we totally could pull off a British accent. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you not. You know for a fact that we can't. And my brain is like, but we, we, we could try. <laughs> it, no, I've tried. It sounds horrible. As for the topic, I am all for Pokemon DLC going forward from the mainline games. 
by the way, w when I did the interview for the other podcast, mm -hmm. Alex, the host, is British. And so slowly throughout the interview, my accent was shifting towards oh, his. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it no. It gets really stupid at times. Anyway, <clears throat> I think that this is a fantastic opportunity for Pokemon to make getting version exclusives a bit easier. You know how certain Pokemon in the base Sword and Shield games are exclusives, like such as Mawal and Sableye? I think that future games could use DLC to make these Pokemon available for players that don't encounter this Pokemon naturally. So, for example, if you bought the Isle of Armor for Sword, then you would be able to catch Sableye on the Isle of Armor. This would be a cool way to help players who maybe don't have a Puckle community like I did, at least when the game first was released. So this is a good idea, but at the same time, they kind of did that with, you know, sharing raids. raids and raid events. So... Mm. That was the idea. That Yeah, they, they had a different idea of how to do it. But it's interesting. Like, I could totally see that going into a DLC because the concept is if you have people to play with, you get them in the base game. If you don't have people to give them to you, you get them in the DLC, which comes later anyway. So you're not taking away from the experience of getting them from other people if you have that chance. But if you don't have that chance, it gives you a way to do it. Yes, but the people who have no real trading option also cannot download the DLC because that would mean they don't have internet and can't. Not not necessarily go true because there's it. also the twenty five or twenty dollar barrier uh, in Nintendo Online. Yeah, exactly. There's Nintendo Online, and then there's also the fact that have you tried getting a tr like either you do that or you have to use Pokemon Home, which is also an additional cost. Yeah, let's not talk about how expensive Pokemon gets if you try to play the way they want you to play Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of... It gets it gets kind of bad. The GTS is free, right? Yes. You're, if you pay, you get, like, extra Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, um, okay. That's, that's, that's still fair, though. But still, like, maybe you don't want to have to deal with the GTS. Maybe, like... It's, it's so much easier when you can just, like, drop into our Discord and say, hey, does anyone have a Mawil for me? Oh, absolutely. If you need, like, here's a list. Like, I need these exclusive. Right? And somebody's like, oh, I've got the other version. And you just do it right there. Exactly. So... For the non-mainline games like Snap and Mystery Dungeon, I think DLC should be treated the same way Animal Crossing handled it. Instead of having viable content, release add-ons or updates to keep adding to the games to keep them fresh. This way, the updates don't feel like people have to pay an additional amount for a complete game, unlike some other developers. I'm looking at you, EA. <laughs> let's, let's not even go there. By the way, the like the diving addition to to animal crossing like is my favorite thing I, I didn't <laughs> touch it for a year i restarted my island i found out i could i could dive for sea creatures and i spent like three days just that <laughs> it was amazing i loved it so i i i, I snorkel or i used to snorkel i scuba dived a bit too and i enjoyed it a lot but it was physically so taxing because i'm so mm -hmm. out of shape and just being able to do that with, like, cute little creatures in a video game was like, ah, oh, perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> anyway, okay, I think that'll do it for me. But before I go, I gotta say thank you to everyone. I discovered you all around this time last year, when the hype train for the Isle of Armor was chugging along. I really hadn't Choo -choo. played Pokemon in a while. But once I stumbled across your podcast, I decided to give it another go. 
immediately I rediscovered my childhood when I needed it. You guys managed to make what otherwise would have been a long, bleak year all the more bearable. Bit sitting at my desk studying for hours or working night shifts to help make some extra cash, I always had Thatch and company right there with me. And for that, I'm extremely thankful. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> thank you. You're very welcome. That, that's so nice. We appreciate it. Oh, we appreciate oh. it a lot. Anyway, <clears throat> I wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. Same. T- and look forward to many more years of Puckle goodness going forward. Oh. Thanks again, Zipology. Uh, many more? We're on like year 14. Yeah. <laughs> a few. We probably have a few more. I got, I got like three in the tank, maybe. We'll see. Uh. Mm. <laughs> okay. Moving. We're not quitting, guys. I promise. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one is, uh, this next one is from Mark, from, uh, or I guess he's calling himself Yokozuna Mark in, uh, in respects for Yokozuna, the sumo wrestler. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Puckle sorry, Christmas. Mark. He doesn't know. Uh, isn't that, is that the guy that died? Or no? No. Oh, no. I don't know what it is. Yokozuna then. is a rank. Oh, well, it's it's for sumo. I, I still got that part right. I want you all to know mm-hmm. that every morning I went into general chat and I saw people talking about sumo and I thought it was like a metaphor or an acronym for something. And it took me like three months to figure out, no, people were actually watching sumo matches. Yes. <laughs> Mark does host them at, on the Puckle Discord, which is at PuckleDiscord.com yep. if you want to join. Fun fact, uh, Seth was what was, Mark was streaming sumo matches last night, and Seth thought he was streaming Sun and Moon, and was really confused why we were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, like, it happened to me, but then I thought, no, they're obviously not talking about Pokemon. But then I thought it was like a euphemism for something weird. <laughs> just... <laughs> Well, it is a euphemism for two men dressing up in single wraps of silk and slamming into each other, I suppose. But All when right. people have been doing that for such a long time, it gets less weird. Ah. <laughs> All right, email time. <laughs> I've been playing some through some of the older games recently, and something stood out to me. Compared to all the previous installments, Sword and Shield feel shallow. While Swish did some things great, they feel like poorly made games that for the most part weren't revisiting in the same way that previous generations are. However, the bright spots for me came from the content introduced in the deal. While not perfect, they provided some interesting environments to explore, new endgame content worth playing, and new Pokemon that enriched the Pokedex. In general, they felt more coherent. Like many Pokemon fans, I have complex feelings regarding future expansion. In the context of Swish, the expansions were necessary to make the game feel like it had any depth, especially in the post-game. As much as I love the idea of Pokemon games getting extra content after release, it needs to be for complete game. As most folks know, many game developers rely on post-release updates and pay-to-play options to make the game fleshed out and justify releasing unfinished and rushed games. That's the last thing I want from Yeah. Let's look at another company that relies heavily on that model, Paradox Interactive. Paradox is inf- infamous for making games that are bare bones on release and get pumped up later with free updates and expansion. This is a double-edged sword in many ways, er, in a way, because it gives the company incentive to continually work on a game long after re- the result are in-depth games that you can sink hundreds, if not thousands of hours. But you often have to wait for the games to get to that point. The other issue is the price. Europa Universalis 4, EU 4, is still getting updates after eight years. But to purchase all of the expansions, the price jumps to several hundred dollars. What? Yeah, yeah. That's, something that, that's something that bugs me a little bit, too, because, like, they sold, like, um, well, they are still selling, like, Pokemon bundled with the DLC, Sword and Shield, yeah. but it's, like, the full $90. It's not over here. Here you can get it for, like, 70 bucks, so you essentially oh, end up paying sense. the DLC $10. 
Yeah. It's, it's still 90 bucks. Like if I went to Target right now, I could go pick it up for $90. And on top of that, that bundle doesn't actually like, it's not like it's on the cart. They're just giving you a sword or a shield cart and then like a download code for the DLC. Yeah. yeah. It, which, which is, is just bad. like, come on guys, that's a little lazy. Yeah. I bring Paradox up because uh, in a way they have a robust DLC ecosystem that works. But is it a feature that we want for Pokemon? I would love the opportunity to have Game Freak release one game every several several years that they continually update and add new, uh, add new content for. Talking is hard. It could help break the cycle of releasing a new game every year. But I don't want any more lazy, hastily made games to justify. And the precedent set by Dexit means that they have all the reason to, to have us pay for access to old Pokemon further down the road. Well, it wasn't like paying for access. No. Unless you like home paying. But you could theoretically like... Coupled with the price of home, which would be an absolute necessity to make this work, is it worth paying all that money? And with barriers like that, can Game Freak continue to claim in good faith that their games are for kids? They're for kids with parents that have... I hate being the pessimist, but I think the future looks grim for Pokemon expansions, but I'd love to be proven wrong. Catch you on the flip-flop. Yakuza Mark. We should have started with him. The other two were half. Yeah. Uh (laughs) But you know what? Like, everything he says is fair, but if you look really deeply, like, after all, yeah... If you don't purchase home, the transfer process is very slow. Like, how slow was the process of getting stuff from Gen 3 to Gen 4? From Gen 4 to Gen 5, it was exceedingly slow. The Gen 3 to Gen 4 transfer was absolutely the worst. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that one... 4 to 5 was also pretty bad. (laughs) 4 to 5 isn't nearly as bad as... And the only reason is because there's no artificial time time limit that they put yeah. on themselves because on on three to four you can only transfer six pokemon a day and then you're which done. one of the two is the one that you have to play a mini game to get mini them game though four. Yeah. yeah yeah they play the mini game the mini game's okay it's not bad it's okay but it's a farther waste of time i just want my pokemon. oh absolutely absolutely i mean that's why bank was such a like an ingenious solution exactly bank was a very ingenious solution and i i mean home is just bank again which is confusing bank, to me. bank was never free now you have a no. free version of home, which means they still care about giving you like the so, bare minimum of, acce- of access to your Pokemon with the minimum price tag. My only criticism for the free version of home is that you get 30 slots, right? You get a box essentially mm-hmm. for the free version. And it is possible for you, like say you're a kid and you don't know anything about Dexit or anything, right? Uh, you yeah. could theoretically transfer po- enough Pokemon to the free version of home that don't transfer to sword and shield out yeah, yeah. and then you like you and then you they're stuck there and then you have 30 you're 30 yeah you've clogged your home you've clogged 30 pokemon that you can't that's move so around. fair like that's my mm-hmm. that's my that's my probably biggest criticism of that solution um mm-hmm. it's not a great one because like it's not like that's an edge case but yeah yeah it's definitely something that could happen like you could solve essentially. Mm-hmm. i I think Mark goes a little far when he's like, it's paradox. It, it, it almost goes, it's the paradox or nothing, which I don't think is mm, fair. Yeah. Because I think yeah, paradox does have uh, really bare bones and then get pumped up later with free updates expansion. Like they do have that. But this is also like the first game on a major home console. First game on the Switch. First, like there's a lot of other things that I think made it so bare. And I don't think that saying, oh, all Pokemon games from here on out are going to be this stripped down and then get paid DLC coming back. We don't exactly. know that. 
okay, so there are some decisions they made with Shield, though, that bother me outside of just, like, like, we could say, like, yeah, it's the first one on home console, but it's also the first Pokemon game they developed with um, a bunch of people on the level design team that had never done level design before. Like, not a single person yeah. on the level design team had done level design prior to. Several of them hadn't actually worked on a Pokemon game until 20. 20- but see, that's that's the thing, like, what were the senior staff members doing at that time then? And and I think if Sword and Shield was to be the sort of transition game to a time where they outsource, like, the, the Diamond and Pearl remakes and they want to work on stuff like Legends Arceus, then maybe it suffered because it was a transitional game. If it was... Yeah. A constant choice going forward, that's another thing altogether, but we can't really know that yet. And it might be Sword and Shield was such a fire, internal fire, right? Oh, I can Mm. absolutely see that. That that's why they've decided to do things like outsourcing work or working with other developers if they just went, okay, we need to change up our approach. I think that calling this their default going forward is a little bold because they never said it was. It was a thing they were trying, and I'm going to take them at that word for now. Until they give me a reason to doubt it, I I think that's where you kind of need to be. That's fair. That's very, very fair. But yeah, that is it for the mailbag, this green Taurus badge. I like Zay Pal- said Zay Paladin almost made me cry. <laughs> he also said, Z- what a dupe up and I think that's worth a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did say that, and I'm outvoted, so... Yeah, what it do, Puckle Crew? Zay Paladin, you got the Green Taurus badge. <laughs> we'll give it to you on the Discord server. If you want to email us next week. The Paladin, I don't want to vote against you, but I, I want you to know that you have inflicted hell upon me. <laughs> Your email was fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. And so he, uh, I also want to give you guys a new one. Today's topic was a little uh, uh, somber-ish, I know, a little serious. So I want to do a fun mailbag question for next week. And I, uh, this is a question we asked a couple of weeks ago that nobody responded to. And the question is, what is your spirit Pokemon for next week? Send that <laughs> into PucklePodcast at gmail.com. I have something to say about this. Can you have a spirit Pokemon? Because in theory, yes. like only people who belong to certain cultures can have a spirit animal. Oh my god! Like, we can all this, have a spirit Pokemon. Is this Pokemon. okay with Pokemon? Okay, this is a culture. Okay, this is, this is our culture. Okay. Okay, that's <laughs> this fair. Is, this is our culture. Who's your spirit Pokemon and why? Send it into fucklepodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> I honestly think mine is Wiggly. Ooh. All right. So yeah, send those in. Send those in. Until next time, though, if you want to hang out with us, you can go over to PuckleDiscord.com and come to our Discord server and hang out with us. It's a great way to do it. PuckleDiscord.com. We finally did, guys. <laughs> we found you an easy to, easy way to get to it. That doesn't involve show notes. Now you just have to spell Puckle. <laughs> P-U-C-L Discord.com. Definitely check us out. You want to party. Like we just did our Pokemon Snap challenge thing. Like somebody's going to win $10 on for having a good Pokemon Snap fix. Come on over. Follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr wherever Puckle is sold. Yeah, you can go ahead and uh, follow us over there. You can, of course, support us on YouTube at youtube.com slash PucklePodcast. You can also go over to our Twitch channel, watch us live on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and whatever ever days we feel like being up there. Uh, over at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. That was interrupting the show. And then we can, Again. of course... Yes, as always. And... <laughs> <laughs> We can, of course, go, you can always uh, support the show by going over to Twitch at twitch.tv slash local podcast and subscription, or you can go over to patreon.com slash where you two can cool things such as access to our new Puckle anime show or po- Pokemon anime uh, commentary show. 
you can also go ahead and get access to giveaway as well. So we really appreciate all of you listening and taking the time. But here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest one to get. And I've been here, named Lenian. And it's closing time.